0: Wow, what it is to just praise the Lord and just give thanks. And that needs to be just who we are. It's just every day, thanksgiving just flows from our inner, inner being, from what Christ has done on the cross on the table that we have celebrated today. Our lives should be full of thanksgiving. As I came to church this morning, Alex told me yesterday was uh, uh, World Whiskey Day. And I'm sorry I didn't know that, because otherwise I would have bought uh, a couple of bottles of whiskey and uh, would have had them on the, on the pulpit here today, because today is a different day. Today is the day we're selling Pentecost. And unfortunately today I, I asked uh, most of the people here, uh asked them to bring some, some beers and they could only bring, they could only muster up uh, uh, three, I think uh, Lindsay must have drunk the other three last night, and uh, so what I thought today is while I'm preaching, I'm going to uh, drink three beers, <laughs> and now you know me, I, I probably have a glass of wine a week, if, if that, that's probably the sum total of, of, of what I drink, so I think I could drink the first one quite well, and I'd be okay. <laughs> please don't do that <laughs> but when I, when I get to the second one well you would start to notice and by the time I get to the third one you would definitely notice I would be slurring my words I'd be, I'd be, I would be hugging people <laughs> and you know that if I'm hugging people then a miracle has happened it's like raising the dead I would be laughing, I would be full of joy. I would also be able to take on the giants. You know, people when they drink, suddenly these five foot eight people think they can take on six foot six halves of men, and, they, and they, they get into bar fights, and <laughs> a hangover, and a hangover. So the Spirit, spirits, somewhere along the line in Ephesians, it says, uh, do not get drunk with wine but instead be filled with the spirit. And I think uh, mostly in my life I've obeyed the first command uh, uh, do not uh, get drunk with wine I can only remember a one or two occasions, and it was horrible. It was horrible. I remember coming home and vomiting oh, oh you know you know that feeling oh, and, and uh, Sorry, mustn't I go there? (laughs) Sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) And I didn't get any sympathy from my mother because it was self-inflicted. You don't get any self-inflicted, but since then I've managed to uh, stay away from that. Uh, But the scripture does say, get filled with the Spirit. Be filled with, with the Spirit of God in Ephesians 5 verse 18. And that's another... Another command. And I want us to be those kind of people who are filled with the Spirit, who are filled with God. Because when we are, it changes our behavior. I don't know how many of you watched yesterday, but there was a wedding. There was this beautiful wedding and it was the Brits can do things properly. Eh? When it comes to pomp and ceremony, they know how to do it. What they didn't realize, there was a few Americans in the crowd and in the, in the party, and the preacher was American, and he was uh, just way over the top for the British. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> and uh, I was, uh, later on in the evening, I happened to turn on Sky News, and the Archbishop of Canterbury and... Uh, Bishop Michael Curry were being interviewed. And uh, it was just wonderful to see uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury just proclaiming the gospel in that interview, which went, went to uh, millions of people would have heard the gospel being preached. And he ended off with this, these things and he said, no, there is nothing conventional about Christianity. Nothing Conventional. And that was—he was saying that in the context of what had just happened in the wedding. It wasn't—it wasn't the same old same old. There was some—there was some difference. And when I look at our walk with Jesus, when I look at Jesus throughout the scriptures, it's uh, kind of different. It's often not expected. It's often out of the ordinary. And so I'm going to read a lot of Scripture today because I think as you read Scripture, the Scripture teaches itself. I don't actually have to do too much teaching. You just ask Holy Spirit to teach you now. You know, we're celebrating Pentecost today. Let me go to that Scripture. Let me go to just a couple of Scriptures before I go back and I'll come back to these Scriptures. In uh, Acts 1... It says, verse 5, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then in verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Zalani read that one. And then we see in Acts chapter 2, we see what's happened We see when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as of fire appeared on them and rested on their heads. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so they were waiting in, the, in, the, in, the, in Jerusalem. They were waiting, expectant, and something amazing happened. But I want to go back. I want to backtrack a little bit. And I want to go back to the life of Jesus. And if we look in, in John 3, verse 16, what does Jesus say? John, John the Baptist is, is sorry, John the Baptist is baptizing people, and he says these words I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming. The straps of which, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and with fire. He will baptize with with the Holy Spirit and fire, fire can sometimes be likened to judgment. I think somebody mentioned already today, maybe it was Jockey, that the, that the fire, uh, fire cleanses. Fire t- takes away all the, all, the, all the dross in the prayer meeting that we were praying. I think Ann Klegel prayed that. And so, John the Baptist speaks of Jesus saying that Jesus will baptize us in the Holy Spirit and with fire. And then we see Jesus, we, we don't know too much of his early life. There's not, many, there's not much written about his early life. There's one time he, he goes to the temple and he's, he's talking with the, 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 the Pharisees and he's chatting and he's, he's about his father's business and mom and dad leave him behind and they have to go back. And he's uh, growing in wisdom and knowledge. He's growing in, in stature and favor with God. And that's probably the only instance, just only, one of the only instances we see him before. He gets baptized in water. So he comes to the Jordan and John the Baptist is baptizing him. And what, is the, what, is, what happens as he goes under the water and he comes out of the water? What happens? The Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved son, I am well pleased with you. I am well pleased. Just imagine hearing those words. Imagine you and I, you His sons and daughters, hearing those words. This is my beloved daughter, Ellison, who I am well pleased with. Isn't that, a, isn't that a beautiful thing to hear? Let that, let that resonate in your heart today. Because, because, because God, is, uh, God loves us and he, and, he, and he died for us. And He's given us a new nature. And so we have the, the Holy Spirit coming upon Jesus. And uh, in Luke chapter 4, verse 1 it says, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. So now he was full of the Spirit, now he's being led by the Spirit. What is being led by the Spirit look like? He's listening to the voice. The voice of the Spirit, the voice of his father. Jesus didn't do anything. Except what he saw his father doing. He was led by the led by Holy Spirit. And where was he? He was led into the desert. Now, oh, I would have thought if we, there would have been better places to be led but into the desert. And what was he led? He was led to be tempted. He was led to be tested. And the devil came and tested him. And in every testing he responded, it is written in the scriptures. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. It, it, he, he just responded by, by the scriptures. And he, and he beat the. He, he, he won those, those battles. He won the battles. And then it says in, in, chapter, in Luke chapter 4, verse 14 And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and the report about him went throughout all the surrounding country. So Jesus was full of the Spirit, led by the Spirit, now in the power of the Spirit. And he, and he starts his ministry. And the first scripture he, he reads when he goes to the synagogue, synagogue is Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. And this is the wonderful words. And he starts off, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He is acknowledging the Spirit of the Lord is upon him. And this is what the Spirit of the Lord has come to do. Because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. And recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's what he came to do. And then he went around, and he went, and he and he went, and he walked through uh, through Israel. And what did he do? He raised people from the dead. He healed the lame. He cast out demons. The kingdom of God was powerfully visible wherever he went. He even commissioned the disciples and then he commissioned the 72 to go and do the same things, to go and bring the kingdom of God. And that's, and that's what they did. And when they, when they did and they came back, and they were so excited. They were excited because why? Because healings happened and the, and the, and the demons uh, were, were cast out and they were excited. And he said, do not be excited by that. Be excited by this, that your name's are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's why we give thanks today. Before anything else. And then we have a lot of other things to be thankful for. We, are, we need to be thankful that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Because Jesus came to the cross to die for us. And, and if we have received Him as, a, as our Lord and our Savior, then our, la, our names are written. In the, and we cannot be taken away. It's a sure thing. It's a done thing. The work that He starts in you, He will bring to completion. And so Jesus does all this, and the disciples do all this thing. And imagine being a disciple in that time. It must have been exciting. But fairly challenging. The disciples had given up all their lives. The disciples, you know, Jesus would just go along and say, Hey, Alex, come and follow me. And they dropped, <laughs> they dropped their fishing nicks. They dropped their accounting books. Sorry, Esty. <laughs> and they came and they followed. They gave up everything. The tax collector gave up, gave up his, his very lucrative business. In those days, it was a good thing to be a tax collector, other than you were despised and hated. I don't think things have changed in the modern world. But uh, they kind of uh, would would make a lot. And so Jesus chose his disciples and they would be walking with him and imagine just learning from him and being taught and hearing his teachings, hearing the teachings and the Sermon on the Mount. Imagine all the excitement of that. And and yet, the disciples didn't get a lot of what Jesus was saying. They didn't get that... uh, he had to go and die. They didn't understand that. You know, uh, Peter, just in, in, in one, of the, one of the Gospels, probably all of them, uh, Jesus asks him the question. He says, uh, Who do you say I am? And Peter responds, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You, the Messiah. What a revelation! And my prayer is that we'd all have that revelation that Jesus is the Christ, that He is the Messiah, that He is the Son of the living God, that He has come to take your sin and my sin upon Him. And, and Jesus said, that was, that's fantastic. You got that right. I'll give you a 10 out of 10 for that. But I know you, you didn't get that because of, of your intellectual knowledge. You got, you got that because it was revealed to you by my Father. And then a few verses later, Jesus is talking and saying, I've got to go and die. And and Peter is impetuous. He says, that's not going to happen. Uh, And Jesus is like very bleak with him. He says, get behind me, Satan. Just now he was building the church on him, and now he's telling him to get behind you, Satan. And so we see Jesus going and teaching. Throughout the, throughout the Scriptures, throughout the Gospels. In John 7 verse 37, it's been a Scripture that has been a part of this community for this year. On the last day of the feast, that great, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the, about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the spirit had not been given because Jesus had not been glorified. So we are called to come. Anybody thirsty? To come and drink. And, and uh, I'm not going to drink that one now, sorry. <laughs> um. And we come to drink. And then when we drink, when we drink of God, when we drink of the Holy Spirit, what's going to happen? Rivers of living water are going to flood out of, of our heart. So now, last night, when, I go, when I'm preaching, I, somehow my name is written on Enforce or oh, my no, Blue Security for Monica Duncan's house. So at 2 o'clock, the phone rings and I'm fumbling around and I don't get there. At three o'clock the phone rings and I still missed it. At, at four o'clock the phone rings and I missed it. At five o'clock the phone rings and I missed it. I think they just put in a little thing that every hour you have to phone the person to say the window's off the latch and the alarm's going off or something. So, so like I kind of didn't have a a a, 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 a peaceful night. I didn't have a peaceful night. And in, that, in the night, in the then I had a dream. I had a dream. I'm not sure it was a dream or as in my half-sleep or waking. And I came to the office. And I was sitting in, the, sitting in the office with Val. And we looked out and there was a flood. And the water was coming down Old Main Road. And it was starting to flow into the, into the gate. And it was about to come into the, into the auditorium. Yes, and that is just a picture of what God is going to do in us and through us, as we receive Him, as we walk in Him. We, he will He will flood our lives, and the flood of the flood. What does the flood work do? I mean, if you think of uh, John Elcock, he, he shared about the Mississippi having three hundred tributaries, and when there's lots of rain, three thousand tributaries. Sorry, three thousand tributaries, and when it rains, the Amazon, the Mississippi or Amazon, I don't know which one it is, Mississippi, Amazon, whatever it is, the picture still works. <laughs> the, the water goes out, fresh water goes 200 miles out to sea, and it takes all the all the gunge and all the stuff of our lives, as the, as the Holy Spirit and as the fire of God comes in our lives, it takes it all away, and, and what, what gets left is, is Jesus, Jockey stole my line, my, my favorite line. The plan and purpose of God is to, for us to be conformed into the image of His Son. You and I are meant to be like Jesus. And so that's why we're celebrating Pentecost because out of Pentecost, we can be like Him if we're full of the Spirit and we're led by the Spirit. I mean, one of the scriptures, John 16, verse 7 to 8 However, I'm telling you nothing but the truth. When I say it is profitable, it's profitable, it's good, it's expedient, it's advantageous for you that I go away. This is Jesus talking. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you, into intimacy with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. And when he comes, what he'll do? He'll convict the, sin, the, the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. He does a whole lot of wonderful things. He, he calls to mind what his teachings are. He, he teaches us truth. It's, it's all, the, the Lord gives us the Holy Spirit that we can walk in him and with him. So, Acts 1, back to today, back to Pentecost. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Who needs power? We all need power. We have a, we have a good story to tell. The lepers, the four lepers had a good story to tell. The enemy had been defeated. The enemy had disappeared. Isn't that a wonderful story? And, uh, and the lepers were probably a bit like me, initially wanting to keep a little bit of stuff for myself. You know, just in case there's, there's not enough for everybody. But then they come to the realization they have to go and tell the town and the whole town was blessed. So we need the power. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house they were sitting in. And divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. Just imagine the picture. Imagine the picture. What were they expecting? They were expecting to be blessed with Holy Spirit. They didn't know what it was going to look like. And sometimes even that is with you and I. We're not sure what it is. If we ask anything, but if particularly when we ask for Holy Spirit, He's not going to give us something else. He's not going to give us a rock. He's going to give us the Holy Spirit. And we, we receive the Holy Spirit by faith. We ask the Holy Spirit to come into our lives by faith. And to lead and, be, and, and so that we're led and controlled by the, by the Spirit. There are two Greek words used here. There's, in this chapter 2 verse verse 2, it says being filled. And then in verse 4, it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And there's different Greek words. Uh, maybe I should let Alex talk about the Greek. But there's the pleuro, which means filled inwardly. And there's the pletho, which means filled outwardly or furnished, or being equipped. We all need to be filled inwardly, and we need to be filled, fulfilled outwardly to the call of God, the call of God has for us. And what happened? This is an amazing, I just love the scriptures. They're just so exciting. And you start started reading, and you see, well, what happened when, what was the result of this uh, outpouring of Holy Spirit? What was the result? Verse 12, And they were amazed and perplexed, These are the people in Jerusalem because they spilled out onto the streets and they were amazed and perplexed saying to one another, what does this mean? What does this mean? Good question. They're asking a question. What does this mean? And then you always get the mockers. And the mockers were saying, they are filled with new wine. They are filled with new wine. And so what happens is, Peter now from from nowhere, from denying Jesus, from feeling completely ostracized, completely, he ostracized himself. He, 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 he's a, a, just a, down on himself. And what does he do? He gets up and he preaches this amazing sermon. Suddenly, with boldness and courageousness, he preaches this amazing sermon. He lifted up his voice and he addressed them. What did he address them with? He said, Men of Judah and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. Give ear to the words of Jesus. I want you all to go home and read Acts chapter 2 from the beginning to the end. And he starts off and he says, for these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's the third hour, since it's only nine o'clock in the morning. But this is what was uttered through the prophet of Joel. And in the last days that shall be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. I think I might be in the, in the old men dreaming dreams, even last night. <laughs> and so he preaches this sermon, and he just goes through the life of Jesus. This Jesus, verse uh, about 23, this Jesus delivered up according to the, def- the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, was crucified and killed by hands of lawless men. So that's, Jerusalem had done that. That's what Jerusalem had done. That's what the Pharisees and the Romans and the people had had cried out, crucify him, crucify him. And if we had been there, we probably would have done the same. But God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it is not possible for him to be held by death. he carries on and he just talks and i want you to read that i'm not going to go into it all but at the end in verse 37 now when they heard this they were cut to the heart and they said to the rest of the apostles so they were cut to the heart it really got to them they 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 understood that that they had crucified christ they understood the gospel they understood the good news So they cry out to to Peter and said, what must we do? What must we do? And Peter, just always learn this verse off by heart. Peter said to them, repent. Turn from your sin. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that wonderful? And 3,000 people were added to the church on that day. They only counted men, so it was, it was many more. And so we see this wonderful day of Pentecost changing the lives of the disciples. Suddenly they became bold and courageous. Suddenly they preached uh, sermons which convicted people of, of, the, of sin, righteousness, and judgment, with the Holy Spirit would have added to that. And, 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 and lives were changed. Suddenly they, they, were, they were bold enough to preach without fear. You no, know, Peter before wasn't. He was denying Jesus. Suddenly now he was courageous. Suddenly now the apostles are ending up in prison. They're ending up in jail for preaching the good news. And one time when they were in jail, and they got released, and what did they do? They prayed for more boldness, because they knew if they continued preaching and they had to, they couldn't not, they couldn't not talk about Jesus. When we're full of the Spirit, when we're full of Je- full of God, we cannot talk, not talk about Jesus. It has to flow out of our, our, our hearts, because He's central. He is all we have. He's all we need. And so, then one time they're in. Uh, In jail. Middle of the night. They've been whipped. They've been lashed. And uh, what are they doing? They're singing and praying and praising God. They're giving thanks. That's the word from today. I don't know who gave that one. Zola. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks daily. Give thanks. And that was because they were full of God. I've got to try and land this. I've got about another four hours of preaching. But I'm going to land it. Because when we are full of the Spirit, when we are filled with the Spirit, as in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, as we continually filled in the Spirit and we're continually walking in the Holy Spirit and being led by Spirit, there's going to be joy and a peace. In our hearts. We did a memorial service, a a celebration of life on Friday here. Colin Green went to go and be with Jesus. And there was a a young man who we got chatting to, Greg and I got chatting to at the end of the service. And he lives in Joburg. Not young, I mean, uh, probably uh, 50. (laughs) But he looked young. He looked, he was, he was, he looked much younger than me. Because I'm only 50. Yeah. Well, watch out for the lightning. <laughs> uh, and he lives in Johannesburg and he, walks in, he, walks in, he works in Johannesburg. And he was just saying, just how difficult it is there. He doesn't know Jesus. He had, he's got no hope. Should I go and live in somewhere else he's talking about? Should I go to Australia? But now it's too late. And there was just a desperation in his heart. Because there's no hope outside Jesus. And and he wept at the funeral. Colin was like a a dad to him. In fact, he was closer to Colin than his own dad. And he wept. And we got to pray with him. But that's the world in which we live. That's the world which doesn't know Jesus, which doesn't have the hope, doesn't know the most amazing fact is that your names can be written in the land Book of Life. That what happens in this life actually doesn't matter a row of beans. It's not, it's, it's, it's not that important. But if we follow Him and we walk with Him, and we take this message, we take the hope of the Gospel, of the good news, And we're full of God and full of the Spirit. We can go back to our neighborhoods. Go back to Stockville. Go back to Botha's Hill. Go back to Cotswold. Go back to Maritzburg. Where's Greg? Go back to Amschlonga. How's that for faithfulness? Greg comes all the way from Amschlonga. Probably three times a week to worship. We can go back, and we can bring hope, and we can bring life—the life of Jesus, the hope of Jesus, the healing of Jesus, the the joy of Jesus, the peace of Jesus. So, Lord, let's pray and ask the worship team to come. I don't know if you've got anything. We thank you for the preaching of the gospel. We thank you in Acts. When they were asked, what shall we do? Peter said to them, repent. Repentance is a change of direction, is a change of mind. Be baptized. Hopefully, we're gonna have some baptism soon in, in, in water. And every one of you, every one of you in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, if Jesus is not your Lord and your Savior scripture says today is the day of salvation. Today. Repent. Is anybody in that state today? Anybody wanting to give their hearts to Jesus? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Lord Jesus, I pray for each of us here, for each of us here who have repented. I pray. That even today, that you will know the forgiveness of God. Maybe the accuser of the brethren this this, this, this morning has been accusing you and saying that wasn't real. When you repented and when you asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, it didn't happen. I want each one of us to leave—not to leave this place—not knowing these words. Over your heart, this is my beloved child who I'm well pleased with. And it's got nothing to do with what we have done. It's got everything to do with what Jesus has done. And so we ask, Lord. And we thank you. And we thank you for forgiveness. It's one of the key words this morning is thank you. So I want you to say thank you, Jesus. For forgiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of the Spirit. Thank you for, for, for boldness. Thank you, Lord, when I'm, when I'm down. You bring me life. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the presence of God. The presence of God in us. Unbroken, continual, and forever. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. Come Holy Spirit.